Hello everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Buzz on Broad Street. My name is Ayemidi Adbi David and I have here with me Abdulatif Grillo and Sadiq Safariu. How are you doing Sadiq and Grillo? I, I, Ayemidi Adbi, I'm doing very well and I'm excited to be back here on the show I, again. I can see you're excited to be here. Grillo, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you Ayemidi. Okay, okay. Um, let's just get down to business. We have quite a few things to talk about today, but before we go into that, uh, Sadiq, uh, would you mind giving us a rundown of the equities market this week? All right. Um, thank you very much, Ayomide. Um, so the Nigerian equities market reversed its um, bearish run. You know, it's been bearish since the beginning of August, but this mm. week it's closed up um, wow. 0.63%, right? Mm. Um, Across the sectoral indices, you know, only the insurance sector closed up. However, wow. we had um, some intraday, you know, trade and okay. tickers, major um, large cap tickers that moved the market, likes of Etel that um, gained over 7%. We also have Stambik gain over 8% on Wednesday, yeah. you know, and yes, this, we had Seplat's MTN also gained. So, yeah, we these um, large cap tickers ensured that uh, the market, the equities market, closed positive this week. So, yeah, basically, that was, that was it on the Nigerian equities market for the week. Oh, good. So, the Bellwether stocks helped to move the market. That's good. Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Sadiq. That was actually quite insightful to say the least. Uh, on the corporate scene, uh, we saw two banks release their financials. Uh, I don't know. Would you like to share a little insight on that? Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, yes, as you mentioned, we had Zenith Bank and Stambik Bank release their financials. And so for Zenith, we saw an improvement in its gross earnings as well as its um, bottom line. So its gross earnings improved from you know 345 billion in um, June 2021 to 395 billion in you know June 2022. Also, its profit after tax improved by five percent. You know, it closed at um, or it sat at 111 billion half year. Um, 2022. So generally, we the the improvement in Zenith Bank was more of uh, its strong retail business. You know, it, there is now um, focus more more intense focus on its retail business, and we saw how it played out for you know for its performance and its earnings during the period. And for Stambik. So I, I would also mention that before moving to Stambik, I would also mention that Zenith, you know, declared um, an interim dividend of 30 kobo per share. So Impressive. yes, that, that's, that was um, for Zenith. So talking about Stambik, there was also, you know, the Stambik also reported impressive results. And uh, for its H1 2022 gross earnings, it, it's improved by 44%. To stay at um, 133 billion, its profit after tax also did impressive. Um, it, it was impressive, you know. It grew by 36 percent, okay. and, and and they recorded about 31 billion profit after tax during the period. Uh, but but the most fascinating thing for me, um, in 
from Stambix results was the interim dividend that they declared, right? right? So Stambix declared 1.5, you know, Nera. Wow. That's one Nera 50 Kobo wow. um, interim dividend for for the period. So this this supports um, our, our forecast for Stambix. Um, full year results. We expect we, we have a positive outlook for Stambik for the for 2022 full year, right? And um, the day after uh, Stambik released its results, we saw that it gained eight percent over eight percent on yes. Wednesday, right? You know, people the, the buying interest into into the ticker grew during that period. So, and also a notable thing to mention from Stambik is. Um, the plan to launch its fintech subsidiary in the next this quarter, that's quarter three of this year. So, right, these these are just um, good. This is just like a good driver for the company. And as I said earlier, we expect positive outlook for Stambik. Yeah, for Stambik. Thank you very much, Sodi. That was actually very very detailed. We appreciate you for that. Uh, moving on to another sector. In that is the telecommunications sector. Uh, Grillo, <laughs> I can yeah. see you are, you are, you are, you're grinning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're very excited to give us this news. Okay, so we heard news about 5G. Um, we've been hearing a lot of it this week. And I'm curious, our listeners are curious. Uh, could you shed light on what this 5G is all about? How um, MTN Nigeria... Um, um, plans to feed off it regarding how it affects their company and what how scalable do you think 5g is the benefit to an average nigerian citizen just let me um, know okay thank you very much for the question Ayo. so <clears throat> this week on the 21st of august actually the mtn made it known to the public that they began the open launch of 5g network in nigeria and this is not quite surprising to a number of people because this has been expected and this is coming of the acquisition of the 5G license by MTN in December 2021. So away from MTN, actually 5G has been on the forefront of news um, globally um, for a while now. And we have seen countries, more developed countries like the US, China and, and South Korea actually pioneer the launch of 5G. So while more developed countries are, are, um, are pioneered that launch, we have other African countries like South Africa, Seychelles, Zimbabwe, Botswana, and Togo also, also um, launch 5G in their countries. So we are seeing a lot of countries move towards 5G lately in order to just improve the internet speed, improve productivity in their country in their countries so um the ncc nigeria has not been left out of, th- of that and the ncc last year auctioned 5g licenses two um, companies as mtn and mafab were successful they got the 5g licenses and mtn made it known that later this year they'll be starting the rollout of 5g network so on the 24th of august they notified us of the the open 5g launch and this is also expected to lead to the commercial launch later in the year. So um, for the launch is going to be in six states and the federal capital territory. And for the average Nigerian, what this means, while we might not see the immediate impact of that, because for people to enjoy 5G, one, um, the, the 5G rollout will have to take some time. That's very capital intensive. 
that's why they're actually starting with six states and spread out to more states consequently and also for people to enjoy 5g their 5g supported device a lot of nigerians still don't have 5g supported devices yet so for the people that have that we would start seeing um, um lower latency that's improved internet speed because if you look around we the broadband penetration in nigeria is still quite low about 44 percent we don't enjoy um, fast internet but this is just the perfect foundation for a lot more to be built on and for mtn as a country if you look uh, as a company rather if you look at mtn mtn is usually the the first to do a lot of things in that space and <laughs> yeah. they have just showed that again they are uh, actually the giant of that that sector I have more than 30 percent um um 30 percent of the entire subscriber base in the sector so with the launch of the 5g for them also it is going to increase um internet speed for people which means more data traffic for the company and also more data traffic leads to more average revenue per user just you know that when you are using 3g and you switch to 4g it just seemed like you are consuming more data and you're spending more money on data just because you had faster internet speed and for these companies they already have 4g rollout at about 70 percent so it's just taking it to the next step 5g does more broadband speed i am increased internet speed lower latency for the people so people can actually enjoy and also helps with productivity corporates also can enjoy increased speed the internet of things that is coming and all of that so that's where we are moving towards now so for for the individuals might not be might not be so quick but in the mid to near term it's just a very good one and for the company also it will help them boost their revenue going from data sources which is like the second largest revenue source now and is expected to catch up with voice very soon also so yeah that's thank you very much Grillo. thank you very much <laughs> yeah that you're welcome very insightful <laughs> one thing i'm actually happy i was able to pick from that conversation is exactly. i will be able to stream instagram without <laughs> my um my my feed hanging yeah it, it will also actually seem like uh we'll be spending more money on data very soon God possibly yes, exactly. yeah, possibly because uh, we can now can now stream things seamlessly watch things ah, stream football my netflix stream. will not hang <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thank you sadiq and grillo um you actually gave really good takes on the corporate scene uh before we round up uh nigeria's key to gdp came out today Sadiq, would you like to share your thoughts on the data as presented by the national bureau of statistics okay um thank you very much Ayomide. so for the nigerian q2 gdp that was released today we saw that um year on year it's actually improved by 3.54 percent you know however it declined quarter on quarter right so for the total real gdp that grew from 16.70 trillion in q2 2021 to 17.29 trillion now in q2 2022 it was majorly driven by the non-oil um sector the non-oil gdp because it the non-oil gdp grew by 4.74 percent year on year However, we saw the oil GDP contract by 11.09%. You might want to ask, why is it that um, you know the oil GDP is not doing so well despite the the spike in oil prices, global oil prices that we've witnessed 
um, this year in, in the quarter. So basically, it's it's something that Nigeria Nigeria has not been able to benefit from. That's the the global oil prices. We would expect that Nigeria would tap into that you know um, that blessing. Let me let me put it that way because it's it's. It, it should come as as um, increase. It, sh- it should result into increased revenue for us. However, it hasn't because there has been a decline in our average oil production. So we've seen our oil production decline to one point one point four three million barrel per day from one point six one million barrel per day in Q two twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's that's basically the rundown, you know, of the Q two GDP. Yes. Yeah. Thank, thank you very very much. Sadiq and Grigo, it's been nice having you on Boys of Broad Street. We hope to have you again. Uh, to our listeners, we say thank you and have a lovely weekend. Thank you very much. All right, thank you very much for having us. The podcast you just listened to reflects the independent opinion of the host or analyst at Meristem Securities Limited and does not reflect the view of Meristem Securities or any of its subsidiaries. The podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is not also a research report and is not intended to serve as a basis for any investment decision. Thank you. Meristem Securities Limited.